0: Greetings, my name is Dave.
1: And I'm Stacy.
0: Welcome to the Plants Change My Life podcast.
1: We are a husband and wife team living in Houston, arguably the barbecue capital of Texas, who share a passion for good food and holistic wellness. We are on a mission to inspire people to live their best lives through healthy food choices, one meal at a time. Today, we're talking to a Chicago woman who has lost over 160 pounds and defeated diabetes by switching to a vegan lifestyle. Back in 2016, Emily Timmons decided she didn't want to be overweight, unhealthy, and unhappy anymore, and she vowed to make a change. And this, she says, was the best decision ever. Grab your tea and take a seat. Here's her story. with Emily Timmons who has been inspiring people all around with her fitness and wellness transformation. Her Instagram page documents her healthy slim down and feeds your eyes with colorful and creative meals. Thank you for joining us today, Emily. Oh, thank you for having me. Yay! I'm so glad <laughs> we got a chance to connect.
2: Me too. <laughs> me too.
1: <laughs> so, you're currently
2: living in Chicago? Yep. I live in Chicago. Is that where you're from? No, I'm actually from a small town a few hour or a couple hours southwest of the city. It's a really rural area. I grew up in a town of like 1,500 people. Um, but I moved to the city uh, for college and I liked it well. Um, a good mix of people that. Um, just I didn't get to experience where I grew up. So I like it mm-hmm. in the city. <laughs> it suits mm-hmm. me.
1: Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about what the vegan culture is like in Chicago?
2: It's, you know what, it's really up and coming, I would say. Um, there's a lot of different um, kinds of food. We have, they're putting in a, now a vegan Jewish deli. Uh, wow. They're just starting it. Um, in the north side of Chicago, we've got... There's a place where you can get deep dish pizza um, now, which is like a Chicago staple. Um, mm-hmm. There are healthy places. There are a lot of unhealthy places, but it's it makes it appealing for people that want to tr- transition to um, a plant-based lifestyle. We have a big festival, a couple of them every year, so... It's really welcoming. Actually, I went to a potluck dinner last week held by a food, like a food chair. Um, What do they call it? Like a CSA. So it's a co-op. And I was shocked. I brought two different dishes. And I was shocked to find that many people had brought vegan dishes. So it was like a really... I was nervous about going to a potluck as a vegan. Because you can Mm -hmm. think like, oh my God, what did they cook this in? But... Maybe it was like, you know, your your typical co-op type, well, what people think typical co-op people are, but um, it was just really nice to have such a variety as a vegan, too. So, mm-hmm. kind of nice.
1: <laughs> yeah. It sounds like Chicago is the destination city for a vegans.
2: It is. If you can put up with the cold in the winter, please come <laughs> to Chicago. It's fun.
1: Yeah. So, how long have you been plant based and what inspired you to take this journey?
2: Well, um, I think it was 2004. Um, I decided to be vegetarian and it was more influenced by my peers than uh, any other motivation. Um, so, I haven't had like beef, pork. Or chicken. I did start eating fish again for a time, but I haven't had that since 2004. Now, that wasn't um, the healthiest lifestyle for me. I did a lot of sugar, a lot of carbs. I didn't train myself well on living that lifestyle. Um, dairy, giving up dairy for me happened in 2016 in March. Um, I had had such an aversion to dairy anyway, which thinking about it now and um the sense of what you're consuming it makes so much sense that my body doesn't want another animal's milk (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but I gave that up and then I transitioned fully to a plant-based diet in July of 2016 I my main motivation for that was to sort of myself a kick in the pants to pay attention to what I was eating um, for my health Um, primarily I had I was 29 years old I was very depressed I um, found myself at over 300 pounds with early diabetes and I finally was in in my head I was like enough is enough it's got to be I've got to put down those foods um, that are making me sick Um, and part of that was sweets baked with butter and eggs and sugar so being vegan really gave me the opportunity to clean up my lifestyle and drop a lot of weight and eventually cure my diabetes and it's no longer an issue so it's been a journey
1: So what were some of the biggest challenges you faced in making the transition?
2: Um, My family was a big thing. Uh, They didn't understand. Um, I was doing this uh, for me, for my health, and it wasn't really until they started seeing that I was shedding weight that they're like, okay, I get it. Um, But at the time, I was fortunate that, you know, my family lives a couple hours away. I'm not around them all the time, which is a blessing in the sense that I can separate myself to to do things that I need to do. But also, it's hard being away from my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was able to sort of isolate myself a little bit besides going to work and my friends. But um, to concentrate on this is what I need to do. I'm making my own food for me. Um so that, that made it easier, um, but family in general just didn't, they didn't get it. And even some friends, some mm-hmm. of my friendships have sort of dissolved uh, within the transition. I think a lot of that isn't necessarily the food aspect, but there there's a certain mindset you carry um, uh, when you are not just vegan, but trying to focus on Your health, trying to focus on um, just a change for you that doesn't Mm -hmm. always translate to others, and you know, Mm -hmm. you got to do you. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. So, I think it's huge that you you said just by changing your diet that you were able to reverse your diabetes condition.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it had to do with the weight that I was carrying around with me. Mm -hmm. um since 2016 I've lost like about 160 pounds um so a lot of that weight had to do with it of course the sugar but you don't understand so many sweets are loaded with animal products Mm -hmm. and they're not good for you and not only are they Loaded with animal products, it's things like high fructose corn syrup and Mm -hmm. it's all those little snack cakes and things that are just so unhealthy and they're full of bad stuff and it's okay to have sweets, but it's just, it really sets you up for, um, a good start in weeding out some bad foods by, you know, looking at what's in them and that includes animal products, Mm -hmm. um... So that's that has been a big help for me with the the diabetes thing and now they've taken it off my medical chart. There was a short time I did take a low dose of metformin, which is a diabetic drug. Mm-hmm. But they uh, you within a few months they found that my blood sugar was too low. Mm-hmm. They took me off of it. Everything has been normal and I just recently had it checked not long ago. I'm like ideal. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's it's been a big help as far as that cuz i've had family that are very unhealthy because of diabetes. Mhm.
1: So with the weight loss, did you you were also like working out as well, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, the first, i would say the first 50 pounds that came off, i was not exercising. I was mm-hmm. one of those people that would call an Uber to go five blocks I was very lazy (laughs) Mm -hmm. and giving myself a kick in the pants with that was the weight wasn't coming off anymore after Mm. like the first 50 pounds and I I had to I I mean it started out simple simple things like walking people don't realize how walking can really because that's how I got the next kind of big hurdle in losing the weight Was just starting to go on walks in the evening. Mm -hmm. Then eventually joined a gym and started on elliptical. I had had ankle issues as a teenager, so I was always afraid to work out. I didn't want to hurt myself. I didn't know the proper way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, I started taking group classes, which taught me better techniques. I started jogging over the summer, this summer. And doing classes where you're jumping and uh, doing way more advanced exercises than I ever thought I'd be doing in my life. It, it's that in itself has been a journey.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. So what are some of the other uh, impacts that you found from going to a plant based diet?
2: Um. It. So originally, switching to a plant-based diet meant for my health, and uh, people begin to realize too the the ethical sides of it. I have switched. I don't buy certain products anymore. I purposely was shopping for boots, and I want to find materials that are not made from animals because it's it's. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean if you're on a plant-based diet that you're... Because there's vegan and there's plant-based, you know. Um, you don't have to look right. at what the ethics are necessarily. Um, whatever you choose is your path. Um, but I have made the decision that I'm not going to purchase leather. I'm not going to purchase wool or down or um, cruelty-free makeup. Um those are decisions I've made. Um, other impact just being um, I just more conscious in what I put in my body, whether it's um, whether it has animal products or not. But just is it good for me? Is it feeding me right. the things I need versus mm-hmm. the things that maybe I want? Well, it's still what you want, but. Um, it's it's just kind of taking control of what you're, what you're giving yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. So one of the things that, when people think about like a plant-based vegan diet, they wonder like what what are you eating? Oh. What do some <laughs> of your daily meals look like now?
2: Um, a lot of the times, uh, I make sure that I get lots of leafy greens. Believe it or not, leafy greens have a lot of. Uh, have a lot of calcium, because that's always the question my grandma always asks me. Where are you getting your calcium? I have osteoporosis, you know. I I don't have any problems with that. Like, I've had my blood work done, and uh, I don't have any problems with calcium. Um, So I do lots of leafy greens, kale, spinach. Uh, I love butter lettuce, too, which Mm -hmm. is not as nutritious, but... (laughs) Um, and just a lot of vegetables in the winter, um, living in the Midwest in the summer, I did a lot of salads, but you know, I've been doing a lot of soups recently, which you can still put lots of Mm -hmm. greens, um, juices, you can get your greens in. Um, it's hard though, with the salads when it's cold and snowing outside, (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. but soups are good.
2: Soups Soups are are really good
1: in the winter time, and and they're they're easy to do. Easy,
2: that's what I was just gonna say. Like, just I love throwing some vegetables in the oven. I'll take a shower after I go to the gym. Let them roast for a little bit. Pull them out. I put some vegetable stock in the blender with the vegetables when they get real soft. Put in some seasoning. Roll the blender, and you have a great like soup. And then I can take the rest of it to work in a jar. Um, and have it the next day. It's so easy.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: It's one of my favorite things to do right now.
1: Yes, convenience and ease is everything. (laughs) And tasty. Yes, tasty too. That's the first thing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I I still love food. It's just you. Vegan, it's like a whole new uh, food journey. Because cooking is different. I used to be able to bake very well. I'm not a good vegan baker.
1: <laughs> oh really?
2: <laughs> no, it's like a science. Uh, yeah. I was just I I said I went to a potluck the other day and I went to make this. I wanted to make a carrot cake because you never know if there's going to be a good vegan dessert, you know. And um, I did figure it out after a fail um, mm-hmm. the first time, <laughs> but I it's it's such a particular science sometimes. Like mm-hmm. the flax egg doesn't always work for me or I think I'm going to use this instead and it doesn't work and I should have followed the recipe. But <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I don't know. I've it, it is. It can be tricky, but the, even more tricky. My daughter has a wheat allergy. It's like vegan gluten free stuff. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, but that makes yeah, things it's,
2: even harder. Mm
1: hmm like it's all in experimenting i guess just to get it right
2: that's like my mom at christmas or holidays when my sister and i are both there my sister has celiac so she can't do any kind of weed or grain uh and then i'm vegan so it's Mm -hmm. like no gluten no dairy no eggs no meat She's like, what am I supposed to take to Grandma's house? (laughs) I was like, you know what? We'll all make our own things and we'll go to Grandma's house. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It'll be okay.
1: Yes. Everybody can contribute something that way. Right. Stress on one person. Yeah. So you're very active with the fitness activities. What are you eating to fuel your workouts?
2: Um,. Here lately I, I try and get in um just a good salad or a solid. Like I said, I've been doing soup. My workout time is typically in the afternoon when I get off work. I'm kind of like a nine to five worker. Mm-hmm. Um so I'll go to the gym right after I get off. So I typically in the morning just kind of coffee and a piece of fruit or sometimes oatmeal with blueberries um and then lunch a lot of times i'll hear lately because it's been cold i've been doing a soup or i bring a salad and um something that i know soup just sounds sort of light to go to the gym right afterwards um but a lot of times i'll put a little silken tofu in my soups which is mm-hmm. a good way to get some like protein or beans especially mm-hmm. if I'm doing, like, a puree soup. So I'm not so worried about protein. I I, I think people kind of uh, dramatize how much protein you need. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I just try and make sure that I get – my stomach is full, but also I'm not over-heavy because that's the other right. thing. You don't want to go to yeah. the gym and work out and you feel like your stomach's still digesting food. Right. Um, and – yeah that's that's kind of what i fuel, and on the weekends i'm a little more or after after i work out a lot of times i'll have a big salad that's probably my biggest meal of the day is in the evening you know some people say you shouldn't eat that late in the evening but that's just what works with my schedule
1: Mm -hmm. and your your all your food looks super delicious (laughs) seriously
2: I I try and make it look pretty Instagram has been a fun hobby for me and cooking in general like if what does the lighting look like can I how to aesthetically pleasing or even if I find like a fun uh fruit or vegetable or mushroom uh a lot of times there's fun farmer's markets or even with the food share box that I get um you get some interesting pieces of produce so it's fun. I can put the picture, the whatever it is, and then show in the next photo what I've done with it. So that's kind mm. of fun.
1: Yes. I love that. I love <laughs> that you are so creative with food. It's really inspiring. I mean, because uh, people assume that there's not a lot of options on a vegan oh, yeah. diet. So many. No. <laughs> I'm like, go look at Emily's Instagram page, please.
2: It doesn't even have (laughs) to be a salad here. I'm like, oh, yeah, I eat a salad. It doesn't have to be a salad. You can make a pizza. It's not hard. You can get the dough already made. It's pizza, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, The soup. The soup is so easy. Um, And you know what? Nowadays, like, you can go anywhere and get it vegan, too. But it doesn't... If you make stuff at home, too, it doesn't have to be as expensive. That's the other thing that people, oh, you're a vegan, and they think that you're elitist because everything is so expensive.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
2: going going to the store and buying vegetables, that's not hard. I bought a bag of carrots for 96 cents the other day. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just, yes. you know, it's, it's not not that we all eat carrots, but you know what I mean. (laughs) It's not super expensive. Whole grains, wheat pasta, gluten-free pasta, beans, cans of beans are so inexpensive and they're so good for you. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just finding the right sauce or way to cook it that appeals to your palate. That's really what it is.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought that up because that is a popular concern with people is that it's gonna cost so much money to eat healthy, especially in a world where you can go to a McDonald's and order stuff from a dollar menu. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I know, and you know that's. I'm like an avid fan of grocery shopping. I love to look for deals. Nothing thrills me more than finding my Honeycrisp apples for ninety nine cents a pound, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. Like it's it's. I frequent several grocery stores, um, just to find what items I know that I like that are. Now, some people don't always have time for that, but I. It's seriously very helpful if there's one thing that you like specifically, look for when it's on sale. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have to buy all these faux meat products that can be pricey. Tofu is, so is. I think it's cheaper than buying meat I haven't bought meat in so long Mm -hmm. um but now people don't always have a taste for tofu but it's just there's so much you can do it's just like a learning process Mm -hmm. and if you're really dedicated in either changing your lifestyle for ethical reasons environmental reasons health reasons you will put in a little effort to try and figure out something that satiates you, mm-hmm. but also like what satisfies you, what's going to feed you, what it becomes like a labor of love for yourself. I feel like cooking, mm-hmm. you just have yes. to look at it that way, make an investment yes. into what your beliefs are. So, that's
1: a good point. <laughs> invest in yourself, invest yeah. in yourself. Yeah, and I think that all of the like meat type of substitutes, like um, when you think about it, they're gonna be cheaper than buying meat. You can it's get. It's true. Portobello mushrooms. Oh uh, yeah. Jackfruit. Mhm. Um, what else? Like, uh, like, there's all different varieties of mushrooms that you can oh do gosh. stuff
2: meaty mm-hmm. with. Exactly. So many kinds of mushrooms. Um, and you know what? The best resource for me is sometimes there are different, like, if I go to the Asian market, you can find a lot of different things that you wouldn't see at a conventional market. And a lot of times they're half the price. Mm -hmm. Um, Or there is an African market down the way from where I live, and they have huge king oyster mushrooms that I'd never find at any other grocery store. Mm -hmm. And it's like $2, and I can make three meals out of the amount of mushroom that this is um it's it's just putting in the effort to do it and that's um that's sort of the the thing that people don't always understand about being vegan or on a plant-based diet or lifestyle that you do have to put in a little bit of effort or You can get some Guardian chicken strips and dip them in barbecue sauce and you're good to go. (laughs) Whatever Mm -hmm. floats your boat.
1: Yeah. There's a way to do everything, (laughs) depending on what your goal is. Right. So how do you handle social situations as a vegan? Like going out with your friends or going to a party? Um,
2: It's gotten a lot easier as time has gone by. I have one vegan friend um, that I actually met through social media. We had been talking to each other through Instagram and then met up at a festival. Um, But otherwise, none of my friends that I've had for years are vegan. And even friends that I've made recently are not, but they're pretty accepting of it. Um, The ones that kind of have hung around for a while. But it does make going out, challenging sometimes. So I can usually always, like in a restaurant situation, the other thing is with work. We go to a lot of like dinners and things with work. Um, I just, I try not to be one of those people that are like, is there milk in the bread? Is there butter in the bread? Um, You know, just eat the bread and don't put any butter on it. I mm-hmm. or just don't eat the bread. I don't want to be one of those people that are <laughs> super overly particular. It's important mm-hmm. for me to prefer something to be plant-based. But mm-hmm. at some point it's out of your control when it comes to a restaurant situation and you just have to go with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to knowingly put animal products in my body, but if an accident happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um it's more valuable to me to not make a scene, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, not that all people do. I can usually fi- if I go to a steakhouse, you know what? I get a baked potato with salt and pepper. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. not exciting, but um, right. A lot of my friends are uh, are good though. About we'll look at the menu together before we decide on something, which mm-hmm. it's it's taking it's taken time to do that, and it's same with work. I'll kind of cruise the menu. Go online and look at menus as soon as your friends suggest a place. And if it doesn't look like there's anything good for you, come up with a couple more suggestions so that they still feel like they have a choice, but you know you can get something good to eat. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's been helpful to me um, in social situations. The mm-hmm. other situation, I don't know, as like a single person that's dating that becomes weird (laughs) Mm -hmm. because, uh, if you're going out and I don't want to be exposed as a vegan necessarily because, uh, you know, sometimes you get the side eye Mm -hmm. about it, which you know what I found those people that give the side eye are not necessarily worth your time. Right. Um, but it can make situations interesting, uh, um, as far as dating, which, Now I've been dating someone that will go to the vegan restaurant together, and I'll cook him vegan food, and he loves it. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's not opposed to veganism, but he just doesn't choose to be a full-time vegan. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of my friends are the same way. So it's a a good opportunity to open the doors to the idea of it to people. You can't Mm -hmm. choose their choices for them, but social situations can be... Tricky, but they can also be a, a learning opportunity for the people that you're social with.
1: Yes. Yes, those are all very good tips. And and I do remember <laughs> a long time ago dating, like being single as like a, as a plant-based person. It's kind of tricky.
2: <laughs> it is. You know, it can be embarrassing. It can be in a way you should never be embarrassed about the way you choose to live your life. But Mm. it just it's it's hard to just be like, oh, yeah, but I also I'm vegan. So I want the salad without the cheese and without the chicken, please. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just people in general. A lot of people don't have full knowledge of what it's all about. So they have these they'll have negative assumptions attached to it. So
2: the worst is just people thinking that you think you're better because i've mm-hmm. I've had someone tell me that very recently um that you know the reason I don't hang around or I don't always have in my social circle people that are plant based is they feel like that's the only way to be or they feel like they're better and I was like I don't know where you're getting your information, but <laughs> yeah um, just because we choose a different path i I that I don't think that my way is the only way to be because then right. everyone would have a bad uh, connotation. But I do feel like it's a great way to be. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, for sure, there's that feeling that just because somebody like somebody else might feel like because you're not making the same choice that mm-hmm. you're thinking of them a certain way. And really, it's not like that at all. no. <laughs> So I totally get that. What advice would you have for someone who's thinking about going vegan or maybe just getting started in the
2: process? Um, Go to YouTube. Look up vegan recipes for your favorite non-vegan foods. If if you're going to find a way to make it, go there and look because you can see there are a lot of good vegan YouTubers that do it easy, There's, they can do it inexpensive, they can get fancy ingredients, they can get regular old whatever you can find ingredients. Um, it's a fun way to discover veganism. I used to watch taste tests a lot in the beginning like uh there things like we're we're gonna buy all the vegan sausages that are popular right now and we're gonna taste which ones are better at the time I didn't necessarily always have the money to go and buy every kind if I had a hankering um so a lot of times they'll recommend something so you're not buying all the ones and spending money on that I just Mm -hmm. I YouTube was such a help for me just to see what other people's thoughts were ideas stories um and then instagram too such good inspiration or go to the the bookstore and start looking through some uh recipe books um you don't necessarily you don't even have to buy the recipe book but you might find out about someone that has written a recipe book has a blog full of recipes for free um Mm -hmm. And those are all free ways to to just look and see about how easy it can be and fun. Mm -hmm. Those are
1: great ideas, especially like the bookstore one or even the library. Yeah, I love checking out books and just, you know, seeing if it's something I would want to buy or not.
2: Right. That's the other thing, too. Like I, I just at the time when I started, I didn't have a lot of money. I was buying a lot of, like, canned beans, cheap produce. Like, what I could do to kind of... I've transitioned work, so things have been a little more comfortable. But um, I just was looking for any way I could to find the easiest way, the most affordable way, and the most healthy way to transition to the lifestyle that I could. Mm -hmm. So
1: what are... On your bookshelf, like, do you have any favorite books that you like to go to?
2: Um, as far as cookbooks, I have Lauren Toyota's Hot For Food. I have been following her since the beginning. She does what she calls her comfort classics. I use and adapt a lot of recipes, especially if I'm taking it to friends' houses. Um, Or my mom was in town and I made like a macaroni and cheese. But instead of one thing, I put pumpkin in it to kind of make it a seasonal thing. Um, But I used her recipe for macaroni and cheese. She's really good at balancing flavors. Like she'll put miso and lemon juice Mm -hmm. and just sort of create. I don't know. It's kind of like magic. (laughs) I think Mm -hmm. that she does a really good job of creating flavors, but also all these, like, comfort foods. Um, Alicia Silverstone, her book was one of the first vegan cookbooks. I'm trying to think The Kind Diet. Um, She does a lot of pretty basic ingredient foods, plus she has a whole beginning just about sort of the ethical um, side, but also looking at health side. It's beautiful just to read her kind of personal journey. And that Mm -hmm. one was actually given to me, that book. I didn't purchase that, but I really like it. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are two that I look at quite a bit. If you, I think I have Minimalist Baker, who does a lot of gluten-free stuff. I have a little section on my kitchen counter with all my cookbooks. Um... A more recent purchase was Mississippi Vegan. He does all, like, southern food, gumbo, um, just foods that I don't typically eat. But let me tell you, the photography in that book is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. He uh, he was a trained photographer before going vegan. And um, I don't know if you're just looking. That's even a fabulous coffee table book as well as a cookbook. Um, but you should check out his Instagram. The photography is gorgeous.
1: Yeah, I recently somehow stumbled over... I think I saw an article about him somewhere, and I saw mm-hmm. I, the, his Instagram and saw he had a book, and it is absolutely
2: yeah. beautiful. Like- and <laughs> him and Lauren Toyota, who's hot for food, they kind of link up sometimes um, in her uh, YouTube videos. Um and the two of them are just so funny together, too. And he, he is just such a talent because he cooks beautiful, delicious-looking food. But even the stuff he grows in his garden uh, is that he photographs a lot of stuff that he grows. He grows his herbs. He grows a lot of his produce. Um, it's, he's just a really fun person to follow on social media. Mm-hmm. And his cookbook's beautiful. It's worth every penny. <laughs>
1: I need to go get that cookbook today. (laughs) I just love looking at pictures of food, period. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I used to have this app on my phone called Food Gawker, and they discontinued it when they upgraded the iPhone, and so it was just lost. I was so disappointed.
2: (laughs) Really? I never heard about that. Oh, I'm so
1: sad that it's
2: discontinued.
1: Yeah, I think they might still have a website, but it's nothing like having an app on your phone. You can scroll uh-huh. through while you're in the line at a grocery store. Was or it like Reddit
2: you know? for food? No, I haven't seen Reddit for food. Uh, I don't know if it's a thing. I just just uh, there are certain things on Reddit that you'll thread photos, and so I was wondering if that's what it, if it was similar to that.
1: Oh, I haven't seen it, but it was basically like it was very simple. You could search it you could search like filter it by vegan stuff and every day it will populate all these different dessert like different types of food you could do vegan desserts you could do you could have an ingredient you're thinking about using you put it in and it pull up like vegan stuff related to it it was pretty awesome that's amazing
2: (laughs) well you know somebody needs to redo it (laughs) i know come on i need to see this the other thing you can use is pinterest totally forgot about pinterest like in my pinterest folder i put things for thanksgiving desserts pie salads soups you can you know make a whole pinterest board with it um and those are all beautiful back to pinterest i fell off for a little while i don't know and then i went back because i'm planning a friend's giving uh on thanksgiving and i was like let me look at my old pinterest board and see what vegetable i'm gonna stuff this year (laughs) yeah
1: that's awesome. That's a that's a good tip too because um Pinterest is it's like a, a card catalog organizing all your like thoughts and stuff that mm-hmm. you want to do all in one place. Well, you can do more place. than
2: food. You can do exercise stuff, even just memes that make you laugh. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I got to I got to remember Pinterest again. Put get back <laughs> to them. It's just so much so much stuff to actually so get into we're so
2: lucky to have all this vegan stuff pretty much for free right mm-hmm. at our fingertips if yes. you look
1: mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to be hard it's just no. a matter of using the right resources and taking exactly. it one day at a
2: time exactly
1: well you have lost over 100 pounds you've mm-hmm. defeated diabetes what's the next big
2: thing you hope to accomplish in health and wellness well um Recently in the month of November, I am starting to try, I got a little, uh, I've maintained my weight loss for a while, but I'd like to lose, um, a little bit more weight. So I had not fallen off the bandwagon of being vegan or anything, but I hadn't been indulging in all the good things that veganism makes now. So I've kind of cleaned stuff up, uh, and I'm headed to, lose the last chunk of weight that I'd like to lose another 30 40 pounds so we'll see where how this goes um into the new year um Mm -hmm. but just keep up with being active um I've been doing off and on some CrossFit stuff so I am gonna keep doing that and I'd like to run a race in 2020 um maybe a 10k so that would be my next my next other goal, um, cause it was so much fun in the summer going out. We're so blessed in Chicago. We have gorgeous lakefront mm-hmm. and just to kind of go and look out at the lake and run or jog mm-hmm. or whatever you do, like even walking. That's how I started walking, but, um, it, it was really fun. And you know, now that the time changes happen and winter and the days are shorter and it gets dark early (laughs) um getting outside to do that it's and it's cold it's just not possible so putting myself on a treadmill inside of a gym is not as satisfying at all but I'm still pushing myself to to get through it yeah so yeah that's
1: the thing about the time change It just it's your evening just disappears i'm still getting used
2: to it it's terrible you know winter that winter can really affect people sometimes but exercise has helped um quite a bit just keeping your body going um even when the the darkness says it's time to shut down (laughs) and hibernate, um people get depressed in the winter time and you know, keeping yourself busy uh, is really helpful because I used to, it used to be a tough time of year for me.
1: Mm -hmm. I see a cookbook in your future. A cookbook? (laughs) I just look at all your food and it's so beautiful and it's like so well plated and creative. I'm just like, I think, I think you might have a cookbook in you.
2: I don't know. I think what I need to do, if I'm going to go down that road, I think I need to put together a solid blog first. Because mm-hmm. that's how everybody kind of gets started. Um, I wish that I had learned about YouTube like years ago so I could be one of those. That mm-hmm. was That's like a weird fantasy that I have. It's <laughs> like one day I could have been a YouTuber. Yeah. Um, but... A cookbook. I think I need to like settle down and set up a blog right now. I've been really busy. I have my full-time job. I've sort of working for, uh, I've started doing a cat sitting business, which <laughs> I don't really talk about, but, um, and, uh, doing a lot, it, it, trying to keep up with the fitness and stuff. I think I need to plow through the first goal and then move on to that. And maybe yeah, cookbook because I do really enjoy being in the kitchen and making food, um, and yeah. especially for other people. That's that's having friends over, going to parties and bringing my food. Like it, nothing makes me happier than bringing something that everyone likes and it's vegan and for the most part it's fairly healthy.
1: Hmm.
2: I mean, you know. <laughs> there's the good stuff too
1: (laughs) yeah so
2: how can people connect with you and learn more about your mission um so the best way to do it is via my instagram and my instagram is uh herbivorous uh, dot emily and um i really i don't have a facebook (laughs) in this day and age i know it's weird um but and I don't have a Twitter. So really that's the the outlet you can maybe I need to make a blog. <laughs> I need some other way to get it. I think you need to make a blog. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I do. So. I think I'm you have keep the whole on thing on your
1: Instagram. It's just I know. One,
2: yeah. I just and you know what? I put a lot of the recipe in my posts. So I'm like mm. I, I just don't write out measurements or anything. I'm not a measurement person really anyway, but... um,
1: My husband isn't either. He just throws stuff together.
2: You just have to... (laughs) If it tastes good, then it's good, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Which is a
1: different way of cooking, you you know, because everybody's taste is different. So I think that's a a different perspective too. It's just learning how to put the things in and adjust until it works. You know what I mean? And
2: that's the thing. Everybody grew up having different kinds of food. And you want, if you're going to change your lifestyle, like, you have to have something that fits best to what you like. And that could be parts of what you grew up eating and parts of now what you've discovered eating as an adult. Because, like, I didn't know what a falafel was until I moved to the city. Like, <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's it it's all on taste. So it's people that put together cookbooks and blogs. I have a lot of admiration for for because um yeah you what if people don't like it or if it doesn't work for them the way it works for you that's kind of my i don't know but you know what i need to work on that
1: <laughs> put it on your put it on your list on your future list it's
2: on my future <laughs> list right after that 10k
1: <laughs> yes yes all right well i am so glad that we had an opportunity to sit down and talk again because yes. this is our second time Oh yeah
2: I failed <laughs> I messed up the recording no
1: <laughs> no no it technology oh my gosh we won't get in we won't go down that road no, but no no I'm just glad that we had a chance to talk again and that you were able to carve some time out of your busy schedule of to sit down with us and I am really I'm just so inspired by you, and I'm really looking forward to see you tackle all those goals, the next things down
2: the line. 2020, run a race, build a blog, lose (laughs) some weight.
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: Thank you again, Emily. You have a really amazing story, and we appreciate you taking the time to share that story with us and also share some tips that can help anybody out along their journey. So now it's time for the food of the show. Now, on the Plants Change My Life podcast, we aim to bring inspiration, education, and tips to you, no matter where you are in your journey. In our current world, there are so many different ways of eating and labels to go along with them, so we want you to feel comfortable and unpressured to walk your own path. If you listen to the different stories of this podcast, you will know that not one person has the same journey. There are similarities in our health stories, but in the end, you are the determining factor. This is why we present a variety of foods and information for you to understand exactly what the benefits are and sometimes even the possible downsides. Vegan, vegetarian, raw, alkaline, keto, paleo, pescatarian, fruitarian, intermittent fasting oil-free, gluten-free, non-GMO, organic, clean, plant-based. We can go on. These are all different ways that people look at improving their health. So how do you know what's right? The answer lies in understanding learning. We must learn our food and learn our bodies at the same time. These are some of the things that Plants Change My Life podcast will delve deeper into in 2020. But for now, we're going to end our year with that New Year's favorite, those lucky black-eyed peas. The legume we call black eyed peas are actually beans. Given the classification of legume, it boasts the property of being nutritious, not only for people, but also for the soil. With our current food growing practices, a lot of nutrients are taken from the soil and not given back in return. When you plant black eyed peas and other legumes, you give back to the earth. Simply put, legumes allow nitrogen to be pulled from the air by bacteria that lives in the soil. Now this feeds the plant, But in exchange for that nitrogen, the plant feeds the soil carbohydrates. Not only does nourishment transfer to us when we eat the plants, but it transfers to the soil also. We often plant food for ourselves, but we should also plant food with intent for the soil. Karma is not just a human concept, it is a universal concept. The earth is no exception, and it's actually one of the most efficient and clear examples of giving and receiving. Originating from West Africa, the black IP, has been cultivated around the world, from ancient Romans to Greeks to Asians to current-day America. The bean was first brought to America from enslaved Africans. As it is a part of the current soul food palette, black-eyed peas were an integral part of the slave diet. There is reasoning to this. Black-eyed peas, like much of the soul food array, are packed with essential nutrients, rich in protein, iron, magnesium, folate, and fiber, amongst other nutrients. Black-eyed peas are an easy and delicious source of fuel for the body. Try making patties, burgers, scrambles, soups, and salads with black-eyed peas. Just remember to clean, soak, and sprout your beans before cooking. Let us know what your favorite way of making black-eyed peas is. Leave us a comment on our Instagram at (laughs) plantschangemylife.
1: And now it's time for today's plant-based news and notes. Vegan climate activist Greta Thunberg has been named Time Magazine's Person of the Year for 2019. The 16-year-old girl is the youngest person to ever hold the title. Every year since 1927, Time chooses a person they think has had the most effect on the things that have happened in that year. Greta has been passionate and unrelenting in promoting climate action worldwide. She has inspired millions of young people around the world to take climate action with her Fridays for Future protest. The young activist is known for her powerful speeches that condemn political leaders for failing to take action to halt climate crisis. In 2020, sports fans will see more vegan options at NBA, NFL, and NHL stadiums. Yay! Levy, a restaurant and hospitality company that caters more than 100 sports and entertainment venues in the country, will be increasing its vegan offerings in the coming months. Due to increased consumer demand, the company plans to expand plant-based menu items at events like the NBA and NHL All-Star Games, the Grammys, and the NCAA Final Four. And finally, Food & Wine magazine is calling a vegan Philadelphia restaurant one of the most important restaurants of the decade. The iconic magazine picked 13 dining venues that it says challenged long-standing notions of what a restaurant could be. A husband and wife chef team opened Veg in 2011. It offers a unique upscale vegan dining experience. The magazine says the couple made it dangerously easy to justify spending lots of money on vegetables with surprising dishes like a giant wood-roasted carrot that easily rivals any steak. We just want to take a moment to thank you all for listening in and supporting us this year with the Plants Change My Life podcast. We are so grateful for each and every one of you who has downloaded an episode, told a friend about it, and left a comment or a like on any of our social media pages.
0: Look forward to great things coming this new year uh, in 2020. Again, everybody's been talking about 2020 vision. So we want to inspire you and uh, motivate you to make sure you take those steps to do something new that's going to be beneficial for you, your mind, body, soul.
1: Until next year. Thank you for listening to the Plants Change My Life podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend, subscribe wherever you listen, and leave us a comment. Also, if you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at stories at PlantsChangemyLife.com. You can follow us at Plants Change My Life on Instagram and Facebook.
0: And head on over to PlantsChangeMyLife.com for additional information about the show and the resources mentioned. We also have Plants Changed My Life t-shirts that you can purchase to support our mission. Respect and always remember, when you eat good, you reap good. Peace. Plants change my, my Life. Plants Changed My
1: Life. Plants
0: Changed My Life. Plants Changed My Life.